You will always get a different response if they're witness. If you learn to make sure that you don't wound their ego, you don't want to say to a narcissist, you know, who you like, try to get them to see who they are. You're going to make things so much worse for yourself. It's predictable. Rather, you don't have to subordinate yourself, but you also don't have to be invested in getting them convinced to see it's something the way that you, you see it. ever wondered if you might be in a relationship with a narcissist? Narcissism comes in many forms, some obvious, others not so obvious. Being in a relationship with someone with narcissistic tendencies can be emotionally draining and deplete your self-esteem, but hope is available. Today, I chat with relationship expert Joe Court on how to recognize the signs and develop an exit strategy if that's what you think you need. Psychotherapist Joe Court is the clinical director and founder of the Center for Relationship and Sexual Health in Royal Oak, Michigan. He is a board-certified clinical sexologist, author of four books, lecturer, and facilitator of therapeutic workshops. With over 36 years of experience, Dr. Court specializes in marital problems and conflict, mixed orientation marriages, male sexuality and sexual health concerns, out-of-control sexual behaviors, sexual identity issues, childhood sexual abuse, LGBTQIA affirmative therapy, and Imago relationship therapy. Okay. Hello, everybody. And Joe, welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to have you here again. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So I had you on once before, and it's such a pleasure talking to you. You're so knowledgeable. And part of the reason I had you on for the first episode, which for those of you listening who haven't tuned into that one, we talked all about the difference between sexual orientation and erotic orientation. And I had you on because you've gotten so popular on TikTok um, in your video, the videos you've made regarding those topics. And something I've been seeing a lot more pop up on your feed is uh, videos about narcissism. And so I was like, we need to talk about that a little bit more too. So that is what we are going to tap into today. It has become, I think, a very highly Googled topic. As I was preparing for the show, I think I put in the words like N-A and Google like already knew where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's something that a lot of people are wondering if maybe the person they're in a relationship with is a narcissist. So let's just kind of start high level and talk about what some of the core traits are in someone who is narcissist narcissistic personality. Yeah. So, um, I really love doing it. By the way, it was accidental how I got into narcissism, even though I know a lot about it, that was not my goal on TikTok, but I kept getting my videos taken down because everybody was so bothered by my sexual uh, orientation stuff. So uh, I thought, well, I better take this in a different direction and start talking about narcissism. And I couldn't believe myself. And I'm actually so grateful that there's so much talk about narcissism because that's not been the case. I've been a therapist 37 years and narcissism is not something you can put your hands on that you can actually see. It's not so overt. And in fact, when it's covert, it's even worse. So now at least people have a name for this kind of thing. And so some of the traits would be that um, a narcissist and and what I I'll do this, but I really prefer talking about the effects on the narcissism. Of, of of the narcissist because if you get online everything's about the narcissist it's like art <laughs> imitates life like wait a minute what about all the people that we see right. who have been traumatized by these people that is they, such a good they point. Let, you know what i mean i hate it i really hate it um but it's really lacking accountability uh blaming you for everything they are 
Like I really teach my clients, if you're, if your partner or person in your life, that's narcissistic is saying you're all these things. They're telling you about who they are. They're looking in a mirror, but they don't see the mirror. They think it's you, you know, this grandiosity, self-inflated. Um, and, uh, what is really though hard is the covert when you don't, when it's somebody who's always a victim, things are always happening to them after everything I've done for you. And I'm a murderer. And how could you do this to me? People don't see that usually as narcissism, but there's two sides to it. Totally. And I'm wondering, do you think, I mean, I think we kind of live in a narcissistic society these days. Would you say that the prevalence is greater today than it was maybe 20 years ago? I don't know. I don't, I think that we have more healthy narcissism. I mean, I feel like, um, there are more, uh, the young people really kind of know their attractiveness and, and be, they're able to put it out there and embrace it in a way that my generation didn't do when I was young. And so I don't know that there's more, I think there's just more conversation. I do know that people worry a lot of worry out there. Am I a narcissist? Do you hear that a lot yourself? Oh yeah, I do. I do. And I think it's because part of what you just said that people are getting more confident and, you know, worrying less about what people think about us. What advice do you have for people who are in relationships with narcissists? Let's start with someone who might be married to a narcissist who, you know, that, that can be really challenging. Maybe they share children together and they've, you know, realized that their partner has these personality traits, but for various legitimate reasons, don't really see an out. That's a great question. What I always tell people is you can't change the narcissist, but you can get them to change how they treat you. So if they value you enough, they would be willing to change behaviors based on um, you saying to them, this isn't working for me. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to engage less with you in some ways. And by doing so uh, now there's a great, I just learned this on TikTok, gray rocking somebody. Do you know what that is? I don't know that one. No, it's actually on psychology today too. You can Google it. Gray rocking means I'm going to be neutral to everything you say and do, because if I react to you now, I'm giving you ammunition. I'm feeding you. Stop feeding the person when you're a gray rock. Now, this can be scary because in a gray rock situation, if somebody's abusive, you could be inviting more abuse. So you have to know your situation. But if it's a narcissist who's not physically abusive, gray rocking stops the behavior because there's no reaction anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like just letting a child throw a temper tantrum. If you give them too much attention, that feeds the temper tantrum. And of course, if there's a negative reaction, that also feeds the temper tantrum. And so a lot of times the best thing you can do is to stand back and just let them write it out and react very neutrally and calmly. And, you know, I think it's helpful to think as narcissists really as what they are, which most of them is are wounded children at the end They're of the day. very wounded, sometimes. very young. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what a narcissistic injury is. Can you define that for people who may have stumbled across that phrase? Yeah, I mean, a narcissistic injury, we all can have that, right? Like somebody who kind of says something to you that you don't want to hear or that you don't like, but you did do it. You know, you said it, you did it, and you you maybe hurt somebody or you you went outside of your moral code, uh, maybe because accidentally, not because you did it on purpose. And now somebody's like reflecting that back to you, right? So it can feel like, I feel like a really bad person. See, a narcissist isn't going to feel like a bad person. They're going to be like, well, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm, I'm so sorry. Wait, how, how did they say it? Um, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, rather yeah, than, yeah. Right, it's a horrible, <laughs> right? Too bad. You know, I hope you work that all out, even yeah. though I'm the one who stabbed you with the pen, you know? Right. To a narcissistic injured person, it's, well, to a, somebody who's not a narcissist, you're going to reflect, you're going to feel really badly. To a narcissist, if you're asking me about their own injury, you 
by doing that and, and pointing out their narcissism, you're going to make it worse. You're going to invite more abuse. It's not a good idea. Right, right. You should really never confront a narcissism about their own, a narcissist rather, about their own narcissistic behavior. Or try to out them, right? So show the world that this person really is. They're so good at not showing other people, particularly the covert ones. They're the worst. You'll never get somebody because they're to, they're, to other people. Poor me. Look at me. Look how this person's treated me. And the, the probably the worst of it, I know this, I'm saying a lot of things, but when it, when it involves the children and parental alienation um, is really, really, really horrible, where they can convince a whole system, a whole courtroom to, to, to take children away from other people. It can get oh, that ugly. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times the people who are covert narcissists, a lot of times they keep just enough distance with the people who are quote unquote close to them that they don't ever really see who they truly are. And so that can be very, scary because you've gotten close enough to them where you're getting injured by them. You're getting abused by them. There's a lot of psychological trauma that's happening, but for other people who are in their cohort, there's just enough emotional distance that they don't see that darker side. And so I think that's another reason why it's really a lost cause to try to convince the narcissist themselves or anyone else who is close to them of their behavior. My favorite um, story is uh, when to, to say to my clients, don't try to teach a pig to sing. All you're going to do is get frustrated and piss off the pig. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very applicable <laughs> in this situation. Yeah. So what about for someone who maybe does have an exit from a relationship? How can they develop the ego strength to finally leave? Because I think that's what's so hard about being in a relationship with a narcissist is, you know, they will love bomb you to bring you back into the relationship. It's like they will push you away and then bring you back in. And there's this back and forth that happens. And especially early on, it can feel passionate and romantic but eventually you reach a point where you're like, okay, I, I got to get out. But that can be really, really challenging and scary. Really, yeah. right. And, and then you get, you're exploited too. Let's not forget that, that they will exploit you for all kinds of things because it's their need that they're trying to get met. And when you stop meeting that need, they're going to do all those things you just said, try to keep you in. It's so important. I think people be in therapy, have a coach, have support people around you. I know we say that. I sometimes I feel like it's cheesy to say that because of course, but but really have those people in place because eventually once the narcissist gets that you're really done, you're disposed. You're done. You're like garbage to them. You're either a trophy or you're garbage and both are no good for you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really, and you have to work through the trauma of, and complex trauma. You know, we always, you know, this culture is all about trauma, but people don't understand trauma is just one thing happening to you, an acute thing. This is a complex over time, all the gaslighting, all the lying, all the, the lack of accountability has a hold over you. It could take years to recover from that. Totally. And it can happen so gradually and so suddenly that eventually you reach a point where you're like, or maybe you have a close friend or family member who comes to you and says, you know, we don't recognize who you are. And I think that that's a big light bulb moment for people. Um, it can be so hard to hear because you've been so convinced that this is like a wonderful person for so long. A lot of times I think people who are in relationships with covert narcissists don't even realize that they've been so abused and manipulated over for a long period of time until right. it's too late. And you tell people lost friendships or whatever. 
right? Because you tell people and people are like, are they hitting you? Is there alcoholism? Is there, you know, and then when there's not, you're like, then what's your problem? You have a house, you have a husband, you have a wife, you have a partner, you have a family. Can't you just enjoy? People don't see it. And that's the worst. I always say this, that it's one thing to be abused. It's one thing for everyone around you not to be able to see it or do anything about it. Sometimes that's worse than being actually... But if there's an exit, it's really important that you take that exit and that you find your, but you have to have a place to go and you have to have all your ducks in a row so that you're not left hanging because you're going to end up coming back and it's easy to come back. Yeah. And I think that's when people have to be really careful when you've maybe alienated other meaningful people in your lives or let go of other meaningful relationships to feed the needs of this narcissist, you may find that you're not really left with a ton of support. And that can be a very lonely feeling and make it easier to then slip back into this unhealthy relationship. So I think a really good first step for people is to start reestablishing some close relationship ties. As you said, I know it sounds cliche to have a support system, but it really is so true because you need people around you who are going to hold you accountable and remind you of who you are. Because I think at that point in time, a lot of people have really lost their sense of self, Um, but it is possible to get it back. And there is hope on the other end of a relationship with a narcissist. And to not make something, make yourself feel like something's wrong with you. Like what's wrong with me that I got involved with a narcissist. It could be that you were raised by one, but sometimes they're very clever to grab somebody who's never been around somebody who's a narcissist and grab your attention. And there's nothing wrong with you. What's, what, what's wrong is, is if you don't get out of it, if you don't find a way to change that, that situation, that's, what's not, not healthy, but, but to get away from this low self-esteem, like, because if you don't do that and really understand that you're going to find another narcissist and you might, but you might find a narcissistically defended person who's a better version of any narcissist you could ever meet. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. A lot of times people will beat themselves up for being in an unhealthy relationship like what we're describing, but sometimes it just happens. I mean, narcissists can be very charming. And like I said, the abuse can be very slow and very gradual. And you you realize that it's happened. So, so much to say about this. Thanks again, Joe, for being with me on the podcast today. Where can people learn more about you and get your books and all the resources that you have to offer? Yeah, thank you. They can go to my website, joecourt.com, J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. Then they can find me on Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, Facebook. It's at Dr. Joe Court. And if you just plug that into any of those social networks, you'll find me. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes. So check that out. Thanks again, Joe. And I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Love and Libido with me, your host, Dr. Emily Jamia. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and drop me a five-star review. Share with a friend who might find it interesting. As much as we can learn from experts, nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing from each other. If you have a story that relates to today's episode or just a general question about sex or your relationship, visit loveandlibido.com and I'll share it on an upcoming episode. Be sure to visit my website, emilyjamia.com to see my latest blogs and to check out my online workshop. Subscribers to my podcast can use code half off. Finally, you can follow me across all the social media channels for daily sex and relationship tips at Dr. Emily Jamia. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, 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 oh